0: And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, here's your host, Patricia Raskin.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show. Well, today we have a power-packed hour with a couple. We're going to spend the whole hour with them, very excited. We're talking about discovering your soul mission, about karmic astrology, about how to really make your life work by digging deep. My guests, who I've known for years and a wonderful couple, Dynamic, Linda and Michael Brady. Linda Brady is an internationally recognized holistic teacher and karmic astrologer with clients in 34 states and 10 countries. She has been in practice for 40 years. She's the co founder of Partners for Karmic Freedom, and her groundbreaking approach has helped more than 2,000 people navigate successfully their own life paths. Her first book is Discovering Your Soul Mission, How to Create the Life You Want, and her new book is Discovering Your Soul Mission, New Rules for a New Age, which is now available in hard copy. Michael Brady, who is her better half, Michael is a a hypnotherapist. He's co-founders of Partners for Karmic Freedom with his wife, Linda. And he also is known and explored the realms of human psychology, hypnosis, meditation, conscious and unconscious process, and is a karmic astrologer and philosopher. So they both work together and are very powerful. Standards. Welcome Linda and welcome Michael. Hi, it's an honor to be with you, Patricia. And I've worked with Hi, both Patricia, of them. Patricia, I'm happy to be here too. Yeah, me too. I've worked with both Michael and Linda and they really offer so much because I'm just going to say this as a personal testimony. I think that whatever we carry in, we carry in things in this life. And no matter how we try, sometimes some of our stuff's hard to figure out and get rid of. It keeps coming back and hitting us in the face. And what Linda and Michael do is have you, they understand where it comes from, and they're able to have you look at it and make peace with it and and clear it up. So I'm going to start by asking Linda, what brought you to this lifelong passion of astrology? And how does it help you and your clients?
2: Okay, that's a great question. I started learning astrology when I was 30 as a, an opportunity to prove to my boyfriend that it was a bunch of twaddle. And mm. I got caught in that. I started learning astrology and it became an answer. I, I'm trained in psychology. I learned a lot in my life and nothing Really ever hit the chords that I needed it to hit i 'm a woman of faith, and i didn 't understand how to pursue that in in a very functional, concrete way. so when I learned astrology, it began answering questions for me it, I think it saved my my emotional life, and sometimes I think it saved my physical life too that I learned about who I was, and that passion the, the intensity of my work you know falls with my clients also because they know that I'm speaking from personal experience and I am a Sagittarian and I only speak what I know. So I can share with my clients w- what astrology did for me and, ha- and how it worked for me and, they, and they, get, they get it on an emotional level how important it is. And so working with me after a while they, they know for themselves just how important it is for them.
1: Now Michael, I know you're meeting Linda as an astrology changed your life. And soon after you joined your talent with hers, you both began this thirty-five-year practice of karmic astrology. How is karmic astrology different from traditional astrology?
3: Well, first of all, I you know I came out of uh, science of psychology and uh, clinical therapy, so my uh, my adherence to any astrology was nil until I met Linda, because. Our our use of uh, popular astrology is in a framework where we try to predict other people's outcomes or or behavior. In karmic astrology, the the use of the chart is to help a person become more self-aware and to become more self-empowered about their life choices. So it's a whole different lens use of the chart itself. Uh, in uh, our karmic astrology as opposed to the older uses of astrology.
1: Yeah. So uh, so and, Linda let, add yeah to add to that Linda because I think it's still the the karmic means that you're carrying it around from different
2: lifetimes is that right? That's correct. Mm-hmm. And the thing the thing that we what we do more than anything, I think, is help people understand at a deep emotional level their karmic blocks, things that they've brought in from other lifetimes, which is what the distinction is. There are many astrologers, I'm sure, traditional astrologers that don't necessarily believe in past lives, and that's fine. That's what they do. For Michael and I, the, the importance of past lives is, is immense because we know we do not enter this world with a blank slate. And we bring a lot of emotional triggers with us, we bring a lot of fears, we bring a lot of guilt with us, and we're reacting to that in our whole life until we figure it out.
1: Mm. Now, what about those people, Linda and Michael, who say to you, I don't believe in that stuff, I don't believe I've been here before, I think it's a whole bunch of hogwash. What what do you say Mm -hmm. to them? I'm sure you've heard that before.
2: Uh, you know, a few times. Um, well, first of all, I think them, you, you call the wrong person, you know, you might want to talk to a psychologist or a social worker or somebody else because, you know, I can't help you if you don't have a, some even open optimism. I'm okay with open skepticism. I'm okay with a person who says, I really don't know. Uh, maybe you can tell me about that. But a person who says, I don't believe, okay, you don't believe. So I can't see the thing is I've learned a long time ago that I can't make anybody believe anything so yeah I just sort of guide them to other people if they want more information or psychics or mediums or you know other people um but not me because I don't come from that place give us an
1: example give our listeners an example of if if you both want it doesn't have to be long but of how you've worked with clients you know and how it has really changed them and helped them. You know, someone who might have really been stuck in an area and you both work with them and you saw them blossom. Mm-hmm. Just give an example. Okay, might be,
2: Michael, you want to take that you want me to take it?
3: Um, I can go first. Okay. Um, you
2: go I'll, first I'll, and I'll ask. Okay.
3: Okay, I'll just use a particular story of a client. I had a, a man who's, who was very close to his mother in his life. And she was very dominant and controlling of him. And after she died, when he was in his 30s, uh, he got really depressed. And he ended up uh, coming to me and asking me to, to help him with that. And what I did was I used his chart to help him understand his connection to his mom in this life and why he created her and what he brought her in to help him learn in this life for the better and the worse. And then... I helped him go to a past lifetime that was critical to his attachment to her that was hurting him not in
4: mm-hmm. not
3: enabling him to resolve his bond with her so he could move on with his life and This took uh, six months to a year of work, but he mm-hmm. um, he he was able to move out of um, out of a depression that had become chronic without medication over that time and to really come to peace and terms with this relationship with his mother and to move on to a happier life.
2: All right, and I I can tell you in the last several years, one of the basic challenges our clients have had is they've come into this life wanting to achieve a certain level of excellence, a certain level of competence, a certain level of happiness, and they find it almost impossible to find. And those people, myself included, um, are, there are triggered by old memories and old fears and old ways where we've been excellent and we have not been able and we're afraid to be excellent again. And that, that is a very deep, deep seated belief based on lifetimes and what we've learned, Michael and I, we've just had several retreaters and that we have literally transformed and they just like went out of here going, Oh my God, you know, this is wonderful because I feel free. I feel relieved. And I feel that lighter than I've ever felt. And what, they, what we did was help them understand what fears were produced in them from other lives mm-hmm. where they were being all that they could be. So in this lifetime, they, cho- they are afraid to be all that they can be. So once- I'm 73, and I've, I've done this work for years, and I know the difference between having that baggage, carrying that baggage, and not carrying that baggage.
1: So once they go back into that life, Linda and Michael, and they, they see it or they make the connection, then they can release it?
2: They can release it. You know, there are some strategies and tools we have. The first step is acknowledgement, seeing, feeling, getting in touch with the emotions, because we don't know emotions. If we don't do emotions, we don't change. Getting in touch with the feelings of it, the emotions of it. And ultimately, after some work around that, dealing with the people that hurt them. You know, Nelson Mandela said, forgiveness is an act of freedom and love for myself. And I, I truly believe that. So we, we help our people forgive those that brutalize them so that, in fact, they are free. They're done. We, we have rituals where we, we have them cut the cords and burn the letters and let the letters float away in water, ways to really ritualize their experience so that it's done, so they can go, oh, my God, it's finished. Yeah, and now that it's finished, now I can be excellent. Now I can be think, all that I want to be.
1: Do you think, Linda, that for folks who carry that anger, that unforgiveness for the injustice, whatever it was, do you think that
2: really takes a toll on their body and on their life? Oh, absolutely. It takes a toll on their emotions. It takes a toll on their physical body. It keeps them from being what they want to be. You know, Mm -hmm. and that is the sadness of it. You know, I don't know why people think they're holding on to anger and vengeance is helpful to them. It's not. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't bother bother the people they're upset about. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't, you know? So, yes, I think it it takes a toll. It really does, especially on on people who somaticized it now, you know, put it into their body.
1: Or recreating it in this lifetime,
2: right? Right. But and you know, there incredible. are clients I've had who actually have physical problems that stem from past lives. You know, they were shot in I the, uh, say so they were shot in the throat in a past lifetime and they come back in this lifetime with chronic throat problems. Interesting. All right, we're going to so take the body a break. is really holding on to, you know, karmic memories of past lives. We're going to talk when we come back. We're going
1: to talk more about um, the retreats that you do with couples, how you work with people individually, how the book can help readers, um, you know, and more about the content of the book as well. So um, we're very excited to have with us for the whole hour, Michael and Linda Brady, and Michael and uh, Linda is the author of the new book or the updated book, Discovering Your Soul Mission: New Rules for a New Age. And they can where can they log on again?
2: Uh, they can uh, creativechoices. dot com, mm-hmm. and they can email us all all the time at creativech at aol. dot com for more information.
1: Okay, terrific.
2: All right, we're going to take a break. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Show.
1: I'm Patricia Raskin, and we'll be right back with Lyndon Michael Brady right after the break, right here on VoiceAmerica. dot com. Stay tuned.
5: Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
0: Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you love to travel? Now, that's a silly question, isn't it? Who doesn't love to travel? Join Lindsay T. Boyd, a.k.a. the Dreamweaver, for Travel Time a professional travel agent, Lindsay will spotlight the world of travel. From maps and other travel tools to make your trips easier, to your rights as a passenger, to different aspects of travel, such as sports, faith, or experiential vacations. Travel Time with Lindsay T. Boyd. Dreamweaver airs live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, Noon Pacific, on Voice America Variety. tune in to family caregivers unite live every tuesday at 1 p.m eastern 10 a.m pacific on voice america variety
3: become our friend on facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america
0: You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show.
1: All right, everybody, welcome back. Welcome back to The Patricia Raskin Show. And we are here with Linda and Michael Brady, Um internationally renowned couple, the name of the book that Linda and Michael Brady have written is Discovering Your Soul Mission, New Rules for a New Age. It's revised and it is expanded. Linda Brady is an internationally recognized holistic teacher and karmic astrologer with clients in 34 states and 10 countries. And and, and Michael and Linda together are co-founders of Partners for Karmic Freedom in Tampa, and Michael has explored the realms of psychology. He does hypnotherapy. He's a certified hypnotherapist and has written extensive manuals on empathetic hypnosis. Okay, empathic, not empathetic. It is empathetic, but it's empathic hypnosis. All right, so welcome back, Linda and Michael. Um, Let's talk about where your clients come from and how you get them.
2: Okay. our um, Archives are coming now from all over the world. We, as a matter of fact, we just had a lady come here from Hong Kong that spent 10 days here learning our uh, work. She wanted to do it in Hong Kong. Um, mostly it's word of mouth. We don't do a lot of advertising. The books certainly help and have helped. Uh, but mostly it's relationship. You know, people, Then you say, oh, I, I went to a karmic astrologer and she really helped me. Those people who, when they speak that to somebody else, they're going to be more likely to come more likely, because they trust the person that referred them. So, for you know, we've been in practice, well, 80 years between us. Um, (laughs) So we have a a very large, you know, clientele all over the world right now. And uh, it's great because, you know, when one client completes their work, another client can come in and do their work. Amazing. All
1: right, so let's let's talk about the work you do with clients in person over the phone and the retreats and workshops. What kind of tools... do you I use? Don't want to handle it. Go ahead, Michael. I'm sorry. Okay. The, the question um, was working with people in person and over the phone, couples retreats and workshops. Kind of the tools yes. that you use in those consultations.
3: Yes. Often, often our work involves a person first having a a consult with Linda because she is the master of orchestrating and understanding that person's chart. I mean. I'm good at it, but she taught me. So she, obviously she's got to be better than I am. Um, so clients clients tend to see her first. She gives them a profound overview of their chart in relation to the issues they bring into her uh, mm-hmm. and their life view. Um, and from that, often they become aware of the karmic work that's important for them to do that will help them resolve the issues that they come in with or the goals they have. So then they often go from her to me in an individual Mm -hmm. framework and i would work with them one or more times until we work through the past type healing work that i would do with them uh based on their chart and then they would go back to linda or they would come back to me and linda jointly Mm -hmm. and we would do a closure exercise Mm -hmm. that might involve ideally three appointments for the identified goals that the person first hooked in with. Uh, If it's a retreat process, our retreats are three days uh, long, ordinarily, although they can be shortened or added to uh, according to the need of the person. Uh, And it's a opportunity to do a comprehensive, lot of depth work with a person, much more than you can accomplish in an hour by the phone, let's say. And it's in person, Mm -hmm. so it also has a more intimate feeling to the processing, and they have us exclusively for the eight hours each day of the three days of retreat, uh, so that a lot of ground can be accomplished in one fell swoop that way.
1: Yeah. Now, I want to give testimony to the phone work, because I have worked with both of you years ago and, and then most recently, and I think that... Exactly as you described, Michael and Linda. I mean, Linda explained to me where things were in my chart. And then, Linda, I want you to talk about this whole piece with Chiron, because that's a whole issue that you look at. It's a part of where people have to work and solve problems with the past, right? Isn't that what Chiron is? It's like, what haven't you resolved? Yeah. And so you you identify what that is in the chart. Yes, I do. And then then Michael...
2: Go ahead. No, no, I would like you to finish, and then I'll I'll say something.
1: Yeah, and then Michael, at least for me, then what happened was then when I worked with Michael, he said, okay, here's this thing that you haven't resolved from your chart, which is the Chiron piece, right? And so we're going to look at and find out where did that come from? What is that resolve thing that you need to resolve? And what life did it come from? We're going to work on that through hypnosis or through past life or through, you know, visualization and imaging, and we're going to see what that is. And then try to relate it to this life. And I, it's fascinating. And then the next step is then to go back with Linda and say, okay, you know, what did you do and how can you clear this? So go, go ahead, Linda.
2: Okay. Uh, what I've learned in, in the years I've practiced is underneath all of us is a fear of something. Something that right. will paralyze us. Something that keeps us from having what we want. Something that helps us from being... Excellent. And that fear is always, in my view so far, always generated from lifetimes where we have been persecuted, victimized, and hurt by being great. People. And that's what people mm-hmm. forget. Usually when we think about karma, we think about the bad things we've done, you know, that we have to pay for. But right. karma is all—it's it, also what good things have we done that we've been punished for so that we're afraid, in essence, to duplicate those experiences. And it's across the board. It's epidemic. it I call it post-traumatic, uh, karmic post-traumatic stress
5: that we're all
2: living with on some level. And we need to, in this new age that we're in now, we need to live our lives full out, fully expressed, strong, powerful, happy, getting what we want because we deserve it. Because we deserve it. And that's the key. A lot of people don't believe that for whatever reasons. All right. But here's my question. What
1: about those people who seem to have really figured that out in this lifetime? Um, And you know, don't, they don't have the block, and they soar, and so does that mean that they don't have those past life memories, I mean, and that in this life, they just came in, and that they're,
2: it's easy for them? Well, you know, that's been asked to me a lot, and and what I've decided there, I think there are some people that look very, very successful, right, or very happy, right, and some of those people, I think, are living um, vacation lifetimes. What I call vacation lifetimes. Okay, they've been they've been through a lot. They've done a lot of work, and this life they're they're coasting. Now I don't think we're we're going to have a lot more of that in this new age because I think it's we're being all called to become really responsible for our lives. Mm-hmm. And and yet, and I also know couples and people who are very successful have a lot of money. On the surface, they look fine. Mm-hmm. But when they get to Michael and I, ah, they're not so fine. Yeah. They look so this way. Right. So if you look at these
1: major celebrities or major players on the planet, we don't right. know what's underneath.
2: We don't know we don't. What, what's, ha- what's haunting them. Nope. We don't know what's haunting them. And that, it, that's the important thing because we're all haunted by something and we're all paralyzed by something. And I have yet, in my experience, to see someone who hasn't been there. I Certainly for the first 56 years of my life, I was haunted. And it wasn't until after I dealt with my, my Chiron experiences that I could feel free to be in a life for, for the first time in lifetimes to be in a life without, a great, without that kind of fear.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I can fully say that I am living a life without that kind of fear because I've done the work. And it's not pretty. It's not easy. It takes courage. And I say always, and I believe this, it takes real courage to be happy. It really that's does. Interesting. And part of that yeah. courage is how we deal with the past.
1: Yeah, yeah, and not allowing those old voices and those old tapes to control us. And that's Absolutely. not easy.
2: No, it's not, because we have very deep seated yeah. beliefs, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a lot of those beliefs are unconscious. So we don't know what we don't know.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Michael, you want to add to this? I,
3: I, sure, and we're and we're. And we're moving into a new age, a a new uh, spread of 2,000 years where the theme of what we're here to learn is about Aquarius versus the last 2,000 years, which was about Pisces. And the people alive on the planet right now are the bridging people from the end of the one age to the beginning of the next. So in some very real sense, we are all, if we know it or not... Closing out old beliefs, sorting out what didn't work from the last 2,000 years that's deeply ingrained in us, and then as we move forward, being propelled or pushed on to explore new ideas, new ways of seeing how the world works, understanding how things work um, in the universe. And all of us are caught up in that one way. Or another so being self-aware is just a, a very powerful way to be engaged with that
1: yeah, another question I have that, that I found in working with you, Michael, is that you know in doing a past life or doing hypnosis and coming up with a story that you may not have even you know it just it just comes out from where you were right. before. I, I don't found: know where that, that came from. Right. I found that there were pieces of that that even though the life was very different, there were elements and pieces that I could relate to today. Or That's if I correct. couldn't, I could see them in my family. Even, That's even correct.
5: yeah.
3: Because we create our chart. We create our family in each incarnation. I'll use this incarnation. We create our family in this incarnation from pieces of our past lives. And often the players in our current life who are our, our friends, our lovers, our parents, our our children, our greatest enemies, all those most intimate relationships are not strangers to us. So they've often been involved as players in those past lifetimes. So when I take a person back to do a past lifetime, the important work isn't done until after we have the biography of that life exposed. And a lot of people who do past life work stop right there. It's sort of like, well, here's your story. Have a good life. Uh, I think the important part is after we get to that part, helping a person see and feel the connections between the theme Mm -hmm. of that past lifetime Mm -hmm. and themes in this lifetime. And, of course, that leads to people and our relationships with people in our current life. And that's always true. The people in our current life are connected to our past lifetimes with us.
1: Mm -hmm. Interesting. We've got a couple of minutes before break. So, Linda, give us a sneak preview about the book, and we'll talk about this more in the second half hour, but how the book helps readers navigate what's happening in their
2: lives right now. Oh, good. Thank you for that question. Um, The book is the culmination of all the work Michael and I have done over the last few years many years, and what I've done as an author is make it as simple and as clear as I can make it. I'm a teacher by profession, so a lot of my book is worksheet-oriented, like this is what you do, this is how you do it, this is what you do, and the thing I love about the book is that people that know astrology like it, and the people that wouldn't have a clue about astrology like it, so what I've done is I've put our strategies, our tools, our experiences and understandings and it's a lot of stories about how it served other people in the book. Not to mention the fact it goes through all the, you know, all the karmic signs and it helps people understand their soul mission. They can just go in the book and find it in five minutes. They can find out what their soul mission is and what their soul wanted them to do. And they can find out about Chiron and get an idea of what kind of mm-hmm. past lives they were victimized. Those, all those pieces are in the book. So people do not need to be astrologers to read the book. They really don't. They, they can look at it. Maybe they'll have questions, of course. The reality, though, is that the book is, is an anthem, I think. It's, it, is, it is my, the most important thing I've ever done is to do mm-hmm. that second book. All
1: right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk to Linda and Michael Brady, who are co-authors of Discovering Your Soul Mission, New Rules for a New Age. It's revised and expanded from the first book, and it's uh, it's an amazing book that really helps you to find your mission. And we'll be right back with Linda and Michael Brady right after the break. You can log on to creativechoices.com and you can also write to them through the website. They're a husband and wife team that work with karmic astrology and help you get to whatever, whatever it is that you need to get to so that you can have fulfillment in this lifetime. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. We'll be right back on Voice America right after the break.
5: Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
4: Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety Heard of good things coming in packages well maybe there's a little more to that saying but when you think about it packaging is one of the most important things that can represent your business tune into ditch the box with host david marinac each week we'll discuss flexible packaging marketing sales and how it all comes together in one container lower costs increased margins listen to the show it might just save you a ton Ditch the Box is heard live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety.
3: Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
1: well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to our second half of the Patricia Raskin Show. Today, I'm interviewing a fabulous couple for the whole hour, um, Linda and Michael Brady, who are co-authors of the new book, Discovering Your Soul Mission, New Rules for a New Age, and this is, uh, this is the expanded version of their first book which was Discovering Your Soul Mission, How to Use Karmic Astrology to Create the Life You Want. And now they've added The New Rules for a New Age. Linda Brady is an internationally recognized holistic teacher in karmic astrology with clients in 34 states and 10 countries. And her first book, again, was Discovering Your Soul Mission. And that was in 1988. And since then, her new book is Discovering Your Soul Mission, but it's revised The New Rules for a New Age, and it's now in hard copy. And Michael Brady... Um, who is they are they are married couple and wonderful couple, is the co-founder with Linda of Partners for Karmic Freedom, located in Tampa, and he is a clinical hypnotherapist. He also has written an extensive manual on empathic hypnosis and explores the realms of human psychology, hypnosis, meditation, consciousness, and so we're with both of them today, and we're talking definitely about how karmic astrology can help change your life. Dig out those old kind of demons um, in your life and, and bring them to light and let them go to the light so you can move on in your life. Welcome back, Linda and Michael. All right. So, so Linda, how does the content of this book, the, the new revised book, which is Discovering Your Soul Mission, how does that serve each person in their personal life, particularly from this Chiron aspect
2: Okay, good. Um, on a general level, let me speak to that just for a moment. I've included new chapters, new ideas, new things. But the most important thing I've done in the book is really help people see how we need to transition from one age to another. And I speak about the age of Aquarius in in chapters in the book. I talk about the uh, disruptions and the issues that we are having now in our world in order to create transformation in our world to get to the new Age. So in that regard, it's a general view. It's specifically, for instance, if I may use your chart as an example, sure. um, I, I have chapters on soul mission, what, what a person needs to be doing. People come to me and say, why did God put me here? Why am I here? I don't know why I'm here. It seems chaotic to me. And then they can go into the book. And in your case, you would go into my book and you would see that your north node, which is your soul mission point, which is your connection to your spiritual self. Is mm-hmm. in the sign of Gemini, right? And then you would look and go, oh, all right, well, Gemini rules, guess what? Communication. Mm-hmm. It represents the messenger. It represents mm-hmm. a person who needs to be speaking their truth in the world, relating other people's experiences right. through your own experience, right. all of that. You, that's, that's your mission. That's, why that's you're, what you do. You're a video you know, personality. You're, you're doing your mission. You've had lifetimes where you didn't do it that way. You were out there roaming the plains or in Wyoming or something. But in this lifetime, you really are here to be a communicator and a messenger of the gods. That is what Gemini stands for, a messenger of the gods. But
1: that's that's not my sun sign. Where does my sun sign? Where do people's sun signs? You know, like we all say, well, what's your sign? And when when you say that, it's your sun sign.
2: Right. Well, the sun sign is a a experience of our personality. So most people believe in astrology because, you know, I can say, well, I'm a Sagittarius and I love to travel and I'm a philosopher and I'm a teacher. And that's enough in there for me to get a little hooked. Right. You're a sun sign Taurus, you know, and yet your sun is in the 12th house, which means it is more unconscious. So when one looks at you and goes, oh, you're a Taurus. Maybe pieces of you are a Taurus, but not the, whole, not the whole thing. I mean, you're much, much more than a Taurus. And that's why people, you know, start to disbelieve in astrology. It's like the world gets, you know, you divide the world into 12 and everybody should be the same. Well, that's ridiculous. Anybody seeing that would go, well, that doesn't make any sense. It's only when you really see the complexity of the chart the real complexity of it and how important the complexity is and the diversity is that we really understand astrology. So what people
1: need to know is you really
2: can't go by your sun sign. You can go by it a little bit, but it doesn't tell the whole story at all. No. On some levels, you know, it gives you some ideas about your personality, and that's about all. But it doesn't tell us about our karma. It doesn't tell us about the past. It doesn't tell us what we're afraid of. It doesn't tell us what our soul mission is. It doesn't tell us all one. the things that we really need. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Michael? I, I want to ask, um, L- Michael, I want to ask you something that I asked Linda, and I'd love to get your take on this. When I said, when we talked about people who just seem happy in this life and don't have issues, and she said, Linda said they take a vacation life. Is that yeah. really true, or is it just that they have all those past lives, but they don't want to go there? What, what do you think That's about it. that?
3: Yeah, I, absolutely. I have. You know, I, I started uh, with a master's degree in psychology, and I worked in classical therapy for about 12 years. And starting from that baseline, I have never interviewed, worked with anyone who was a patient and then a client, or a client. I haven't worked with anyone in this life, and I've worked with... From very poor, uneducated people to very highly educated, very famous, successful people in my life. I've met no one who doesn't have issues. I have met no one who came from a perfect family. I have met no one who is happy without any struggles. So you know, how it looks on the outside or on top isn't really how it is for anybody underneath. I mean, I was amazed when I was like 25 to encounter the first person I'd met who I thought grew up privileged with a lot of money, a parents who had a lot of money, who went to the best schools, who had a brand new car when they got their first driver's license, all that kind of good stuff. Went to Yale, went to Harvard, you know, all that, all that. And there they sat doing therapy because they were one of the most depressive, unhappy people I, I, I had ever encountered in my life at that point. Uh, and all, that, all, the, all the good things that we think make a person have a good life didn't serve them at all. They were not happy. In fact, their life was so stilted in that direction, not having enough struggle and conflict in their life, it had a lot to do with why that person was sitting across from me in therapy at the time, because they were depressive and they were they were unhappy and they were they felt uh, at at loose ends in their life, not knowing what they wanted to do with themselves, and and it made them very unhappy at the time. So, you know, I don't. It looks like some people are having a great time and don't yes. have to work and it's easy.
1: Yes, it does it's look like always, that for some
3: people. Exactly, and I have found it's always an illusion.
1: Interesting, interesting. I wanted your perspective on this. All right, so so Linda, I want to go back a little bit. We have we have a lot more time, so I want to go back to this Chiron aspect because I know in the book. Both of you spend a lot of time on Chiron, which is what is that thing you have to learn? So go ahead and and talk about that for, if you want to continue my
2: chart or or whatever. Yeah, well, um, yes, you have Chiron and Scorpio in your chart. And that means that you've had lifetimes where you have been extraordinarily passionate and very intense about the way you served other people. Mm. You could have been a psychiatrist. You could have been a person who really wanted to help people deal with their emotions. And you were a master of emotions, and you wanted to share what you knew, your knowledge with other people about the depth of them and their, you know, all that. You you had that ability to look into a a person's soul and into into their emotional life, and you did it very, very well, and you probably in some lifetimes did it too well. Because people didn't like who, what you were being, they didn't. They didn't understand who you were. You were out of their their ilk. You were not part of their tribe. You didn't. Un- they didn't understand where you were coming from. And because you were that kind of person, and that is a person of excellence, you were betrayed, and you were betrayed, and you were betrayed because people couldn't get you. They didn't understand who you were. And that kind of story is part and parcel of a lot of us, and we each have different yeah, stories, and, and, different content. Right,
1: and when you say that to me, I can relate to that in this lifetime. Yes, I can relate. because it's it's, not everybody that, gets that real purpose-driven part that I do. They just see it, oh, you're a talk show host. They don't, they don't get the mission behind it.
2: They don't, and, and that's exactly right. And so what we do, and this is true, we create small vignettes. Some people wouldn't call them small, but vignettes in their life that remind them of past lives because not everybody's, you know, privileged to learn their chart, right? So they keep remembering pieces of what's happened to them before to remind them that this is only the tip of the iceberg. I've had clients that come to me and say, well, all this has already happened to me and it's happened a hundred times. And so I don't understand why I have to believe it's happened before. And I said, well, you know, you've created these things to happen, but you're not dead. You know, it wasn't bad. It wasn't as bad as it was. You know, it wasn't as awful as it could have been. And, you know, so we do that, Patricia. We create in our life those those stories those experiences, those soul contracts to remind us of what's happened. Our mm-hmm. job is to be able to have the wisdom to go, okay, that's the reason that my soul brought that into my life. And now mm-hmm. let me figure it out on a deeper level. All right,
1: I want to ask you both this, Michael, I'm going to start with you. It's about dreams because I remember in working with both of you, you said, you know, if you want to get some information, dream about it. How do you get yourself to have Either the dream that pulls that up or the positive dream. You know, the dream about, oh, you want to meet your soulmate or, oh, you want to have perfect health. I mean, how do you, how can you make that happen? Michael, I'll start with you. Okay.
3: Okay. Well, with dreaming, you start with an an intention as you go to sleep. Because everyone, often I have people say, well, I haven't had a dream in years. I mean, I've said that myself at times earlier in my life, Mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. It's not true. Every human being dreams two to five times a night in eight hours of sleep. We constantly cycle between being awake to deep sleep back up to REM, which is sort of in between awake and deep sleep, and either up or down, and in and out of REM states or dream states all night long. Okay, so... The real issue is, do I remember, do I catch consciously what occurs in my dreams at night? And sometimes uh, we all go long periods and not really catch or recall our dreams much. So how do I recall the dream? First, you start to intend as you go to sleep, say over and over to yourself, and, and you also have to be congruent emotionally with this, I want to remember my dreams. So you might do that for a week or two as you go to sleep. And your unconscious mind eventually when it believes you Mm. and that is that your your statement and your emotion are congruent with the statement, it will do its magic and give you a dream recall. It'll help you to remember your dreams probably the time you wake up in the morning and you'll catch the last dream cycle. Once you're in process with that, then you can start to intend what you want to dream about. You can go to sleep at night and say, I really want to dream about the kind of person who can be my soulmate that I want to create. That's a nice affirmational statement as as you go to sleep that will allow your unconscious mind to give you dream material, symbolic material to help you achieve that goal to get in touch with those things that you want to understand about that as an example.
1: All right, let me take a break, and then, Linda, I want you to weigh in on this whole piece about dreams. And then we'll talk about how you both work together and your message for our listeners. I'm talking with Linda and Michael Brady, author of the new expanded edition of Discovering Your Soul Mission, Rules for a New Rules for a New Age. And their husband and wife team, they work with karmic astrology and hypnosis, and they help you get to the bottom of things, literally and bring them up and release them. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
5: Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com
4: On the Voice America Variety Channel.
5: Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com.
1: My guests for the whole hour are Michael and Linda Brady. They are co-authors of the revised and expanded edition of Discovering Your Soul Mission, New Rules for a New Age. And Linda Brady is an internationally recognized holistic teacher and karmic astrologer with clients in 34 states and 10 countries. And she's the author, again, of her first book, Discovering Your Soul Mission, and now it is revised and updated. And Michael Brady is a hypnotherapist, and he also works with, uh, with clients, with Linda. He's written an extensive manual on empathic hypnosis. And both Linda and Michael are co-founders of Partners for Chronic Freedom in Tampa. All right. So welcome back, Linda and Michael. Um, Michael, I want to get your perspective. Um, actually, Linda, I want to get your perspective on dreams.
2: Michael was giving us okay. this. Sure. I believe, number one, that dreams are a gift from God. They're sacred. I believe that any time that we ask our soul and God for answers, they're given. So the key, though, in dreams is dreams are not linear. Dreams can be very difficult to interpret. So um, our work, my work a lot, is helping people really do that, to interpret their dream, dreams. And the thing we use is the, the astrological chart. So, you know, I if for instance, I could dream of a whale. And in my chart, it would mean Pisces. And in somebody else's chart, their Pisces would be different than my Pisces. So th- there's a very individuated way to look at dream interpretation. Carl Jung said, he was a dream master. He said, read all the books you can read on a, you know, on dream interpretation. And when you're looking at your own dreams, throw them away. Because he knew hmm. that dreams are very, very personal. And so is an astrological chart. So I can take a dream... Put it up against the astrological chart and answer questions because every time you ask a question in a dream, it's, it is answered. The, jo- the challenge is how to interpret it. And I'm very good at that. That's one of my best things. I love dream interpretation because it helps me get really in touch with a, a person's sacred journey. It, gets, it helps me understand their unconscious mind. It brings up all the memories. Everything we need to know is in our unconscious mind. And our dreams are ways to filter that experience. It's very, very significant, a very important part of our work. Because the Mm -hmm. dreams really are the person. They're they're formulating, creating the dreams, not me. So they, you know, I have a real quick example. I had a client once who came and said, I just had a dream about painting my kitchen red. That was it. That was a snippet. I had been working with that client for six months on helping her get in touch with her karmic relationship with her mother, who she was very angry at. Well, the dream was Mars, which, you know, red rules Mars and rules anger. The kitchen rules mother. So she had the dream that finally was able, for for her personally now, she was able to understand more and more about her relationship with her mother and was willing to pursue it because it was her dream. It came from her unconscious mind, which is very helpful. That means I'm not having to say anything. I'm waiting for a client to say, all right, this is the dream I had. This is my intention. This is what I asked God for. This is what I got. And I have a lot of clients who say, oh, that dream was silly. It was weird. I hear that all the time. It was a weird dream. And I Mm. say, you know, nothing nothing God gives us is weird. Mm -hmm. They're answers. They're always answers. The key is being able to interpret them.
1: Okay. All right. We have just a few minutes left. So I want to ask a couple of things. I do want you to talk about your book signing tour. But I want to ask both of you your contributions to the book. Michael, what would you feel was Linda's contribution to the book? And Linda, what do you feel is Michael's contribution to this wonderful book, which is called Discovering Your Soul Mission, New Rules for a New Age?
3: Well, I'll start. She is the best writer I've ever encountered. And she's learned and mastered that craft over the last 40 years of her life. So her ability to sit down and take our work that we evolved together and put that into words and those words arranged in a way that everybody, anybody can understand is just amazing to me. And in in this last book version, I think her greatest work is her last chapter, which is her overview and perspective of our transition from Pisces into the age of Aquarius.
1: Okay. Thank All you, right,
2: Michael. Good. All right. And Linda, your comments about Michael's contributions. Yeah. Michael Michael taught me about emotion because before I met Michael, I was a heavy fire sign. I didn't care much about emotions, didn't want to deal with them, wanted just to move on, you know, put the things in the past and just go ahead. And I learned about emotions from him, and that has been the pinnacle of our success is helping people get in touch with their emotional lives because I think real change only occurs there. So a lot of what's in the book are strategies that Michael has given me. Even though it looks like I did most of the writing, Michael's contribution was supporting me and helping me understand systems that I didn't understand. So together, the book you know comes out of both of us and the ability we have to relate to each other and to work together. And that was the book, what the book was. But his major contribution to me was teaching me that there are five basic feelings, mad, glad, sad, scared, and ashamed. That was, it sounds very simple, and it's very, very profound.
1: All right. And let's talk about your next book signing tour and about your website. We've got a couple minutes left.
2: Okay. Uh, we are going to be in Baltimore from April 28th until May the 9th. If anyone's interested, we're, we'll be doing book signings. We'll be doing sessions. We'll be you know, doing a major workshop. If anyone's interested in more information, they can get on our website, creativechoices.com, and it's all there. Uh, if they want to email us at creativech at com, we'd be happy to respond to them. Um, we are... Um, our next book tour is going to be in Chicago, and that's going to be on the 13th of July uh, through the 22nd. So we're going to be out and about for a while, and we're still, we still have room in, in uh, Tampa for retreats here. So we, that's one of our, our most, the most important things we do right now for people is give them three days of their life to change their life. Mm-hmm. And Just so that's that. All
1: yeah. right. Closing thoughts. What do you want to leave our listeners with? Michael, you first. We have one minute left.
3: A life unexamined, a life where we're not aware of ourselves and asking questions, is a life where we will suffer more, and a life where we are paying attention uh, leads us to our greatest happiness.
2: And my uh, my closing thoughts are that for the next two years, it's really important for all of us to learn that we are responsible to be free and free to be responsible. That's the tagline for the age of uh, the uh, next two and a half years of Saturn and Sagittarius, which is critical to people. It is a time of optimism and truth and expansion, and we can all use that in order to feel free. Freedom is what's important now. Internal freedom. Thank you so much.
1: Both Linda and Michael we will have to have you back. And again, the book is called Discovering Your Soul Mission, New Rules for a New Age, Log on to Creative choices.com and you can write to them from there thank you both for being on the program oh it's our pleasure thank you okay stay on the line for a minute all right folks remember stay healthy stay happy get the support you need and know you can make your dreams come true write to me patricia at patriciaraskin.com i'll put you on my newsletter list and you can learn about all the shows and all the things coming up until next time have a great week bye for now